Good morning. Uh, you have now tuned in. Well, I don't know if it's morning. Fuck it. You're <laughs> listening to Cerebral Flex, episode 52. It is a conversation regarding human population. Um, so glad to have you with us in this lovely conversation. How you doing, Jareth? I'm ready for us to say some ignorant things. I don't know. I think it's going to be a uh, nuanced, uh, slightly intelligent conversation. All right. Nuanced. I love yeah. you. I love using that word at work. This is a more nuanced situation than you're giving it credit for. And my boss gets right. mad and he throws his hands up in the air and walks away. <laughs> oh, there goes Colby philosophizing about situations again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm mostly black and white. Like I was talking to my boss yesterday about I'm a very black and white person. So if like you either you either respect me or you don't respect me. You either like me or you don't like me. There's no gray area there for me with those conversations. But um, as I age and watch a child grow up, I have learned to accept different people's opinions and different people's viewpoints and have been pushed to find the humanity and people I don't necessarily politically agree with. So I am growing up. <laughs> but yeah, like you the next PX song, Responsibility. What's that? <sighs> So yeah, we both have allergies today. So sorry about the sniffles. Sniffles. But, yeah. yeah. Um, when we first started this conversation, I was like, "Yo, let's talk about you know whether we should like eradicate ninety some percent of the humans, or like <laughs> if we should like keep you know populating the earth. Should it be a conversation about how to sustain human existence?" Um, but as it boiled down over the week, it kind of became more of a conversation of what's best for the planet is it best to get rid of most humans or is it best to just get rid of the ultra wealthy and this is where it got really weird for me yeah i so. uh like i said i originally went into it thinking there are going to be a lot more arguments because the, the more prominent voices you hear on uh growing the human population um most of the people who argue that tend to argue that poor people actually permit more uh pollution than the rich mm -hmm. do but through reading uh it it would seem it, the direct opposite is in fact the truth right yeah and it almost makes me question the people saying those things are I mean, they part of the ultra wealthy <laughs> well obviously they are like uh like the example i was talking about before we started so like jordan peterson um when he came back from you know his breakdown and his drug addiction and all that he he did the circuit on the tv shows and the podcasts and he went on joe rogan's podcast um which i haven't finished listening to because it's four hours long and for for whatever reason one of the first topics they decided to discuss was you know the population uh wealth inequality etc and uh jordan peterson was saying we actually you know we need more people because the more people you have um the more you know, brain computing power you're going to have to solve a lot of the world's issues, which I, I don't disagree with necessarily. Um, but then he started rambling about how um, the world is better than it's ever been. Um, people are objectively less poor than they used to be, which if you're looking at countries as they're developing, uh, yeah, 
the way of life in more developed countries is far better than ones that we would consider underdeveloped. Um, but he wasn't really addressing the problem of the wealth gap and inequality. Um, and one of the things he said that struck me as weird, and I kind of leaved at first, was that poor people actually create worse conditions for the environment um, because they don't have like in like places like India, they don't have central heating or cooling. And so at night when it gets really cold, they'll like burn wood or they'll burn garbage or um, and these pollutants cause, you know, a bunch of uh, like, it's not good to burn wood and garbage and stuff like that. And so he was arguing that poor countries actually produce uh, worse emissions for the environment and that we should look to raising the living conditions of those people so that they produce less emissions, which made sense to me the way that he was arguing it. But then you you look into it and it's actually the wealthy with their five jets and their super yachts that produce, you know, more pollutions than, you know, one hour on a California highway in a day. Right. Uh, it's disgusting. Well, they said, um, I, I forgot where I read it, but like, um, it takes like seven to 10 U.S. citizens. No, no, it takes seven to 10, like Indian citizens in poor, po in poor areas of India to equate to one U.S. citizen. The amount of resources that the average U.S. citizen uses in their lifetime is over 10 lives of someone living in a poor area of Africa or India. Right. Um, and then if you're in like the United Arab Emirates, you equal up to 13 to 15 humans. Yeah. And so like some rich people, like even if you don't have a private jet or a yacht, you're still probably flying to different places in the world you want to see or for business or to see family. And that's a huge pollutant. And like the Washington Post uh, um, article, what is it called? Climate Solutions, Slowing Population Growth Environment, whatever. Uh, it said a small minority of wealthy people produce the majority of global greenhouse gas emissions. Their consumption habits have a much greater impact than the overall population numbers. It's true that the planet can't support unlimited population growth. But if people can figure out how to moderate our consumption and meet our needs without fossil fuels, experts say it's possible for us to live sustainably and well, even if there are more of us. So yeah. like previously, I was thinking it'd be much better just to get rid of all people. But now after reading several articles um, claiming that it's it's mainly just the wealthy that are hurting the planet more than anyone else, it's it's definitely opened up my eyes to uh, take in other opinions. But. Yeah, I, I. So one of my big problems with um, people who use the narrative of and this is something that i used to think too and i think it's a fairly nihilistic narrative of like the human be race being a sickness on the earth a plague on the earth you know they, they do nothing but destroy the earth which i mean in a way like it is true that humans don't treat the earth as well as they should um but when looking at these situations you always have to look at who is causing this harm and all wars all mass consumption all profit is always reaped by the wealthy class. Um, so really it comes down to less of a population consumption problem and more of what are the wealthy doing? What wars are the wealthy fighting for resources? Um, what are the wealthy selling the populace so that they can grow their wealth more? Um, right. 
And that's like really whenever we look at these things and like either a political or a scientific way, like it always comes back to the rich are the ones causing most of the world's problems. Right. Not your average everyday citizen who, you know, he's he's struggling to, to to pay his mortgage and he's working two jobs and he has to drive, you know, 30, 40 minutes to work, which is, you know, bad for the environment because you're driving, you know, 30, 40 minutes one way. Um, so you're you're producing pollutants like for driving so far, but you don't really have the choice. Um, I think when it comes to the problem of overconsumption and using fossil fuels and stuff like that, a really good way to reduce emissions would obviously, um, I don't think just driving electric cars all over the place is going to help, um, reduce emissions all that much because there's still so many, um, industries that rely on fossil fuels i think a good way to reduce emissions would definitely be looking into more nuclear power is the mm. best one that i see but with that also comes the added um risk of you know nuclear fallout um but arguments that i have heard because i recently finished you know watching the the chernobyl show and listening to stuff on chernobyl because that's a fascinating disaster is um nuclear power plants today are also actually built much smaller than the ones like Chernobyl or Fukushima. Um, and there are a lot more safety precautions put in place now, obviously with these natural disasters that have happened um, to Chernobyl and Fukushima, these plants were built back in like the sixties and seventies. Whereas today when they build nuclear power plants, they're much more efficient. There's much more fail safes in place. They're smaller. So if there is, any type of weird nuclear fallout, um, the effects of it on the environment and the people around it are a lot less small. I think that's definitely something that we should be looking into more as opposed to this constant oil drilling and fracking and tearing up the earth for the finite amount of resources that it has. Yeah. I, I, I there's just so much we need to learn. And, yeah. uh, you know, solar panels aren't necessarily a good thing because they're made mainly of raw, raw you know, materials, rare yep. earth elements. And yep. you need a lot of different things from around the world that we don't have in our own country. And as far as sustainability and not necessarily nationalizing, but like becoming more secure as a nation. Yes. Um, we don't have a lot of the elements it takes to make a lot of those solar panels and a lot of those lithium batteries here in the States. So I don't know. Is nuclear the way? I don't know. But um, going back to population and whether it's best to have more of a socialistic, like, you know, socialist, like, sharing program worldwide where being ultra wealthy is entirely outlawed, which people would say is not ethically okay. People would be very against, especially libertarians. Like, we could have more people on the planet and live sustainably for a long time if everybody learned how to utilize the resources we have. Exactly. If we were more focused on that rather than making money and expanding our businesses, we'd be far healthier as societies, as communities, as whatever. We would come together and it'd be um, more resource-based. We'd be fine, but... Yeah, I... Um, I... 
I've always enjoyed the idea, and I think it was first put forth by Teddy Roosevelt, who obviously was had a lot of problematic opinions and things he did. Um, but he was very good about like busting up uh, big businesses, getting rid of monopolies. And one thing he actually proposed, which never went through, and I don't think it would go through even today or anywhere in the near future, was um, he proposed a limit on how much money you could make. So like there, there was a wealth cap. Um, and just to like point out the ridiculousness of billionaires, um, one billion dollars, even if you spent it like ridiculously and lavishly on just stupid things, um, it would last before you ran out. You just had one billion dollars. You didn't add to it at all. Um, it would last over six generations of your family, just one billion dollars. And that's if you're just being stupid with it and not frugal and just spending it. And there are people who have hundreds of billions of dollars that they will never be able to spend in 20 lifetimes. Um, so I think looking at something like a wealth cap um, would be very beneficial to society. Um, I don't like when these billionaires set up charities that, you know, give them tax relief and then they don't have to pay taxes because they're putting their billions into their charity which is just being funneled back into them and their other companies that they're um creating and it's like an awful loop i think you should have a wealth cap and then give the option of like all right what, what where do you since we're the government we're gonna take you know x amount of dollars where would you like us to allocate it you want us to allocate it into like the sciences. You want us to allocate it into looking into space. You want us to allocate it towards transportation and infrastructure, which the country desperately needs, uh, which many countries desperately need. Um, stuff like that. I don't. I don't think it's a particularly bad idea um, when it comes to like travel and transportation and stuff like that. If we wanted to, we could put the money into like massive hyperloops and trains, like they have in Tokyo, that like go incredibly fast um obviously they'd have to cover you know the entire world um and even in a, a place like the united states like it would it would be fast um but you wouldn't get like from a to b in like the blink of an eye like you can in japan um but looking into modes of transportation like that that are much less emissions uh they, they don't produce as as bad emissions as other modes of transportation is definitely something that I think we could look at and look into. And I think most like the population wouldn't mind. I think it's just this separation of the, the, the rich don't want to mix with the pores, right? <laughs> they have yeah. to have their own. I mean, even if we use diesel public buses, it stopped, it would probably be much better for the planet than 30 people in individual cars. Yeah. Yeah. You know, 30 people on a bus rather than, yeah, I don't know. And it's just, the dark side of me also sees that human nature, if given the opportunity, wants to live very comfortably. And ultimately, most of us are very selfish. So the more negative side of me says, no, it'd probably be better if we just got rid of 97, 98% of humans and left, you know, the rest to be ultra wealthy. 
the last two percent get to have yachts and penthouses and private jets and it'd still be less pollution than all of us on the planet at once and they can live as evilly as they want and selfishly as they want you know because at the end of the day that's what i see most humans you know after struggling at you know dead-end jobs for years what is the main sentiment you hear god i wish i had money god i wish i was rich i wish i, I think had that's it. a fairly not i wouldn't say it's a fairly new phenomenon but i feel like in this scenario where you know you kill off 98 percent of the population i feel like there would be a return like who first of all you're not gonna have as many people to operate your yachts and your planes and stuff like that so you're not gonna be able to live as evil it could be automated stop it um <laughs> but i think there'd be more of a return back to like the almost nature-based um religions i think that's really what we as human beings and with the advancement of technology and the pushing of consumerism have really lost a lot of i think when you care about the earth and you're less focused on like well the earth's here to serve me and you're more right. focused on you know being a servant of the earth mm -hmm. um i think that naturally makes you i mean that's why you know i like hippies so much because they're they're naturally like caring individuals because they cared about the planet and when you care about yeah. the planet you care about everybody mm -hmm. um so i think there'd almost be a return to that in a way um after a little while if you you got rid of a mass swath of the populace i i think a lot of our problems come a from the rich and b from uh these old monotheistic power structures that still like are they're the real virus in, in human brains you know so you I would mean? argue that it is the monotheistic religions that is behind a lot of the selfishness and uh rape of the planet yes it's caused it's caused most if you think about it it's caused most of the wars yeah most wars that are fought are religiously based mm -hmm. in one way or another um ideologically based most of our philosophy came from i mean if you look at the early early philosophers they were all catholic philosophers they were all catholic saints um they were all about arguing about um the salvation of the soul and stuff like that um so i i i think the the basic idea when it comes to monotheistic religion is you're not focused on this life you're focused on the next life like I have to be good in this life. Um, I have to be good in this life so that when I get to the next life, I will be rewarded. And so what that kind of puts in your brain also is that you're not here to serve the earth. You're here to serve yourself. And so it doesn't really matter what you do to the earth while you're here. As long as you're a good person to mm -hmm. other people, it doesn't really matter how much you consume. It doesn't really matter what you take. Um, you see a lot of teaching of prosperity gospel, like, you know, open your pocketbook and, and command money into your wallet and stuff like that. That's not seen as evil. You know what I mean? The material, the materialism of the world like that, that is here because that is what you deserve as a as a child of God or Muhammad or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with you, but I would add the factor of the sociopath slash psychopath bullies that want all the money in the world are the ones that weaseled themselves into Catholicism and controlled 
the uh, narrative. So it, I, I believe there's a small percentage of people that will always exist that don't care about anyone else and want more than anyone else. Yes. And they, they will use religion or whatever works to get the masses in line. And like you said, if you're constantly thinking you're going to be rewarded in the afterlife, you're also prone to be a servant. Yes. You know, and, yeah. and like be we told, talked hey, you know, you're, you're going to be poor in this lifetime. But guess what? The poor are rich in heaven. And you might be weak here, but you know what? The weak are strong in heaven. And, you know, you have all this to work for. So, you know, you're, beauty you're beautiful to God. God loves you. So all the shit you deal with in this life is, is something God knew you could handle. And uh, you're blessed because you get to wake up every day and, uh, you know, and dumb people go along with it. <laughs> and well, then here we are. But what you just argued is master slave morality. Yeah. That's what Nietzsche's yeah. entire Nietzsche, thing was about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and again, what what he his solution was, was, you know, the Ubermensch, like the man becoming almost godlike and leading people back from you know this consumerist mindset back to a more primal paganistic route that was the one way that he saw you know the salvation of the world because with the death of god um there was still this again overarching ideology of like you are not put here as a servant of the earth the the earth is here to serve your needs um, and that's like the main problem with consumerism as I see it. So when it comes to like talking about the population and should we depopulate it? I don't, I think what you're going to see in coming years is you're going to see, especially with our generation and possibly the generation after the millennials is there's going to be a lot less kids and that's going to be mainly due to the fact that most people can't afford kids because they're really expensive. They might have one or two, but they're not going to have families of five, six, seven, eight, like the boomers did. Um, so you're going to naturally see population decrease in the more uh, modern countries like America and Europe. I mean, Europe is already seeing a population decline, whereas you're going to be seeing uh the population continue to grow in places like China, where they're trying to get people to to continue to reproduce more. Because um, for a long time, China had a one kid policy. Um, now I think you're allowed two if you want. Uh, in India, India has got the second most people there in the billions. Um, so I think you're going to see poorer countries continue to have population growth, whereas the wealthier countries are going to have population decrease. Um, and with that population growth in the poor countries, I'm sure that they'll naturally start to develop more um, just due to the fact they have more people to develop things with. What, well, it was in our first episode, the China, 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 like the mm -hmm. air conditioners, the private unit air conditioners have gone up by ridiculous exponential levels so i mean yeah in india you're probably going to see the same thing it's hot there's going to be a lot of air conditioners bought yeah but like going back to what i was saying like i think there's always going to be a very small percentage of assholes that are going to take advantage of whoever's left yeah so even if you decimated everyone i think there's still going to be evil bully type people that are going to either annihilate or assimilate 
the nature lovers and the people that want to, you know, do this whole commune thing, you know, that want to love each other and have a community. I still think there's going to be people who are like, no, you know, you can have a super yacht. You can have a super jet. Now there's less of us. We can do whatever the fuck we want. And they're going to convince a lot of people. And then once the bullies are convinced it's over. And that's what, that's what we've been seeing since the dawn of man, yeah. you know, the person that had the farm yeah. is like, well, I got the resources. You know, you can either be a slave on my farm or do your own thing and trade with me. I'll give you food for furniture. I'll give you food for a back rub or whatever. Yeah. And then trade became a thing. And then the resource owners realized, oh, wait, if we had this extra step called currency, we could actually have interest. We could have banks where we don't even have to, you know, work. We can just be the guy that has your money in our our, our thing and we collect the interest and we'll use your money in different ways and make money off your money. And, yep. you know, and that was the first time the bullies realized they didn't even have to work then there's just passive income and then they <laughs> and from there it was over you know and i don't know even if you got rid of 98 percent of people if you could get rid of that small percentage left that would want to do that well i mean you know what i mean if you got rid of 98 percent of the people eventually we're going to get back to these numbers it might take yeah hundreds of years yeah we're eventually going to get back to these numbers so when it comes to depopulation it's almost impossible without the complete eradication of the human race which is not something that i'm um it's not something that i advocate for i'm a fan of i'm not that nihilistic um, well is it nihilistic if you think about all the species that humans themselves are responsible for eradicating and then you put it into perspective that we are only one species is it really that dark i think so we're guilty of murdering how many other species, but it's 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 horribly wrong to think of the annihilation of ours. I That's mean, to, that to me is hypocrisy and and arrogance. I, I don't you know? I don't think it is because because if you murdered twenty people or thirty people, I'd want you murdered, and you're you're my best friend, so <laughs> I I want justice. So like if I yeah, but you would people, you would you would you would question why I did it first? Yeah, and look into it, and you better have a damn good reason. <laughs> I would only, I'm not going to advocate for murder on this show. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, all I'm saying the, is if I went to, if I went to a Nancy Pelosi's party and like detonated a bomb or something like that, you wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't want to murder me. You'd want to smack me on the back and be like, Hey, no, I wouldn't talk to you for at least two decades. Cause you're being tracked. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have you're gonna have to talk to me because I'm gonna have to go underground and do man dog for about 20 years. So thanks. Yeah, I'm not, I can't help you, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I I think as as predators, like if you look at it based on just like uh uh, if you want to look at it through the lens of science, like we're predators, so we're going to cause, you know, a certain amount of destruction. There are predatory species that have wiped out entire other species before right um so i'm not i'm just not ever going to be of the mindset where you know let's eliminate an entire race because it causes you know the death of species like that's just a part of that's a cyclical part of nature um there are just like there's even invasive like not just like viruses and stuff like that but there's invasive species that kill off you know certain species of of right. plants and, and we eradicate them sometimes 
like we did in Australia with the rabbits that were killing all the crops. Yeah, I mean, so there's always there's always going to be like this balancing act, obviously. Japanese beetles are fucking up our crops. We got all they have been for they have been for a long time. But now we got the murderous hornet. I mean, invasive species suck. Yeah. And we I feel on the earth we are the invasive invasive species. So I don't know. I don't know. That's why I'm I don't have a conclusion for this conversation. I don't (laughs) know which which way would be the better way. I I see the beauty in humans, but I also see that we are the cancer on earth. And I don't know how Honestly, anyone could see it any differently. We've killed more than anything else that has ever lived on this planet. We've we've destroyed more than anything else that has ever lived on this planet. Name one species that has done more damage than humanity. I'll give you 500 bucks right now. There's not one. We are the worst thing that has ever seen this planet. If the planet had a feelings, it would be going to another planet doctor or some shit. I just made up some crazy scenario and being like, yo, look at this. And then be like, yeah, we got to remove that, you know? That's what it would go down as. We have to <laughs> excise this thing off of you. Otherwise, you're not going to make it. But I don't know. I feel bad for all the animals in the ocean. I feel bad for all the animals in the sky. I feel bad for all the animals that didn't deserve to breathe in you know, toxic fumes and get hit by our cars. And they're just trying to live, too. And why is their life any less valuable than ours? I mean, it's it it is there not less valuable but also like all those things you just said like we do to each other as well like there's people who breathe in the toxins from um yes. you know yeah. or get hit by cars yeah um i think that it's just an unfortunate circumstance of of nature um i don't think because uh we destroy species um that we deserve complete and utter annihilation um I think that I'm just asking for accountability. I think we you should know? be held accountable. I'm not. I, I'm not arguing think, against accountability, I but I don't think to be accountable, you need to annihilate everyone. No, but I, I do want accountability, and I want people to be honest with themselves, and I want people yes. to be honest about the situation because most of my good friends are INTPs, and pretty much all of them agree that we're part of nature. And I feel like yes, that's true, but on the same token, it's kind of a cop out. It's like we're the only one in nature that actually has the ability to realize what we're doing. We have the ability to change what we're doing yes, and have a discussion about it. Yeah, we yeah. don't. We just keep on buying iPhones and Nikes and cars and, you know, worrying about where the next, you know, I, I, I will say this or whatever the fuck we're looking to do with our lives. I recently I can't remember where I heard it, but I recently heard of this thing called. um, I can't remember exactly what it was called, but it was a, it was essentially like issues burnout. And there are, I think people are becoming fairly apathetic because there's just so many issues to care about. And that's why you see such like a big like push and cancel culture and wokeness and stuff like that. Because fixing the actual problems of the current systems that hold us up, fixing the problem of wealth inequality, fixing the problem of the warming of the earth, uh, fixing the problem of saving endangered species uh cleaning up the oceans cleaning up the environment fixing those issues is really hard and nobody really has a good answer and people want an answer and so when they don't have a good answer for how to fix these issues they become apathetic to them and they cling on to these fake issues that aren't real issues like 
whether or not Caitlyn Jenner is a man or a woman or what pronouns you should use. Um, and I, I think society as a whole, and especially here in America, we need to stop focusing on these non issues and start focusing on the real issues. To be um, fair, if to be fair, if I was a transgender individual, I would I would think pronouns is probably a pretty big issue. But, um, you know, I would realize that there's not many of us, and that the the world as a whole should probably be having bigger conversations. But yeah, yeah. it's hard to we say. We should obviously a, yes non issue. Me, I guess. Let me reiterate. <laughs> people shouldn't be assholes. People should yeah. call people what they want to be called. If you want right. me to call it you. shouldn't be a conversation because it should be as simple as people just being nice to one another. Exactly. Right. But it's not the big issue. Of, like it's the big issue of the day and you'll get canceled if, if you misgender somebody, but like, that's not the real issues that are plaguing the earth. It's right. Not right. like the transgender, like, as you said, the transgender community is very small. The non-binary community is very small. Um, and though they should be protected and respected because they are people with their own autonomy, that's the, the issues that we're, we're, we're talking about when it comes to those are, are much less impactful right. to the earth than the major issues that plague Correct. everybody. Yes. Like as a biracial um, person, I would love to have the conversation of why the black race claims biracial people to be theirs. And why the white oh, race? That's interesting. Wants, I've never why, thought why, that. Why the white race wants nothing to do with us, and like why we're all called black hmm. when my mom's just as white as yours. So why why am I black? I would love to have that conversation, but I'm waiting for the day where we get our shit together. <laughs> yes. So can we <laughs> can we stop the freights from crossing the ocean for like two fucking seconds and have the conversation about world trade and like constant globalization and expansionism and how eventually you're going to run out of resources. Can we look at the big picture for two seconds and really have the conversation or not? I, I feel like the answer is no. There, there's just going to be, no, we got to make money. Keep going. Fuck it. I, I mean, if it. if COVID and now this U, new Ukrainian thing has, has done anything, it should be sparking the conversation of, is globalization good? And what I think COVID and now this new russia invading ukraine thing has pro proven is globalization can be beneficial when everything's fine right. but when everything is not fine globalization yeah. is very bad right. um like here in the states gas has risen over a dollar in the past week it was about three where, where we live it was about like 370 380 it's jumped up to like almost 480 now um which is ridiculous. And that's only because Russia supplies only 8% of the oil. Um, and in looking into this, you know, finding out that we actually produce most of the oil in the world more than any other country, but we also export it all. Um, when it comes to COVID and, you know, the supply chain, uh, a lot of our supply chains are, we, we don't produce a lot here in the United States as far as products are concerned. So, when it came to like the masks, you know, China, they kept all the masks for themselves. and They didn't send as many over here at first. Um, and we're, we're still seeing ramifications from that to this day because, you know, we're we still have shipping yards that are backed up for for days and days and days. With this things. might sound ignorant, but if we produce more than anyone else, 
Why are we still importing any? Because we sell it to other countries and then we No, buy. what I'm saying is why don't we cancel some contracts of selling and keep some for ourselves and stop buying? It seems like a stupid loop to me. Well, because the billionaires won't make their money then. Because one of the big things they could still sell it. The States. They they could still sell it, but they don't want to because they can sell it to other countries for a higher price. Because an argument that people are saying right now is nationalize the oil industry. Mm -hmm. Which I'm totally for. Nationalize it. Because the, the gas industry over the past eight years has made record profits before any of this inflation. Um, they don't need to inflate the gas prices as they are. They, like a lot of the stores that caused inflation recently, um, they've made record profits and they're using, you know, things like the war in Ukraine or, you know, COVID and the supply chain problem to artificially inflate prices when they don't need to. Um, so I'm all for nationalized. I say nationalize the banks, nationalize the oil industries, um, nationalize a lot of these different uh, companies that rake billions and billions in profit and continue to jack up their prices. Um, the Biden administration is just inept at doing anything. They're just terrible. Um, so, yeah, that it, it is a stupid thing that we produce the world, most of the world's oil, but we don't even keep any for ourselves. We sell right. it to other people. It, well, it it's is like very if, I, if I if I was a weed, if I grew weed, and, yeah, and you know. If, if you if I you sell so if much you that I come to your house and I buy some, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, no. why am I buying it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're, you're, um, another you're... tidbit um, that I shared with you was that population growth has increased greenhouse gas emissions, according to the IPCC and the UN yeah. panel of climate science experts. Uh, but it's dwarfed by the rise in emissions per person, which is tied to income. Yes, and it is in these low-income, low-emitting countries where human numbers are growing fastest. And this guy Zeke Hossfather, if I'm saying that right, he said sometimes people try to use population as a way to let rich countries off the hook. Yeah, um, and he's a client scientist at the Breakthrough Institute in California, which just sounds like a really cool place. Um, and he said, whereas in reality, it's our consumption and our level of economic activity that drives emissions more than the number of people we have. So again, like. If we don't stop the process, the system is what's wrong. If 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 what this person's saying is true, Hossfather, yes. if Mr. Hossfather is is correct, yes, um, yeah, we have to stop everything. We have to stop global trade for two seconds and have the actual conversation. Should all the countries on Earth buckle down and try to be as nationalistic as possible for a short period of time, so we can figure out a better way to trade? And if there isn't a better way to trade without polluting the earth, maybe all the countries should be self-reliant. And if that's possible, because, you know, you don't have all the foods in your country, you don't have all the resources in your own country. But before globalization occurred, people were living in all these places. There's a before, way to live. Well, you just have to go back to nature, like you were saying. We have to be more naturalistic and, uh, well, you know, community-based. If we, if we even look at the 90s, right, what was the big thing that Clinton passed? It was um, NAFTA, right? Which was the the trade agreements where yeah. it, it essentially ended our, which is now the USMCA. Yeah, it ended our production of our own goods to other countries, and it kind of it kind of globalized most of our industries to spread out to different countries where it was cheaper for them to make products like China, Taiwan, 
uh, a lot of the poorer countries. And um, that was ultimately a bad thing because not only did it destroy the nation as a producer of goods um, and got rid of a lot of good paying jobs, but it also um, a lot of the products that we get from these countries, while they are cheaper than the things we produce here, they also don't last as long and they're worse for the environment. And um, children are slave to make a lot of them. Yes. And child slave labor is something that, you know, let, let's just put it this way. Humans are so awful that there are child labor laws. It's not just known that children shouldn't be working in factories, that they should be outside playing and learning. We actually have, have to law. have a law to say <laughs> you cannot make someone under this age. Yeah. It is illegal. That's pretty backwards. Yeah. Um, like something that should just be common sense. So I think when it comes to a lot of these comfort industries, that's where a vast, vast majority of pollution comes from. Like, uh, for instance, cruise ships. Cruise ships are awful for the ocean. They're awful yeah. for the environment, for the emissions they produce. Yeah. I read somewhere that, like, running uh, one giant cruise ship for, for one day, um, the emissions that it runs in one day is equivalent to a week's worth of California, all of the state of California's traffic, which if anybody knows anything about California, it's the traffic there is apparently horrendous. There's a, there's something like 37 million people living there, maybe more. Um, tens of millions of people live in California, so tens of millions of cars. All right, here's some disgusting numbers here. Oh, God. <laughs> According to the College of Engineering and Applied Science at the University of Colorado Boulder, a uh -huh. large freight ship. Okay, normal freight ship. Uh-huh. Might consume up to 250 tons of fuel per day. That <laughs> Oh man. Put that in perspective, that's equivalent to 80,000 gallons of fuel a day. 80,000 gallons. Okay. And then regular size freight ships by contrast use up to 150 tons of fuel today. So that's what is that? Fuck it. It's a lot. And you, you need to stop and think about that. And like, yeah. how do we get businesses just a week? Just give us a week. You know, they, they said that COVID when we stopped all the yep. for yep. a second, and they said it honestly didn't even help. Like, so we have to figure out a better way. Like, we got to figure this out. Because if we take two weeks off and there are no freight ships for two weeks, we already know that really doesn't help. So how do we how do we really fix it? Because these businesses aren't going to stop these fucking ships from going. I'm in a business that uses freight ships all the time. Oh, you know? fantastic. You know, just in Apparently, my job alone, we got like five freight ships just sitting outside of L.A. just sitting there waiting to get in. And they wait there for over weeks. You know, like they'll wait there for up to three weeks just sitting there burning fuel. 250 tons a day or 150 tons a day. And, like that's nuts. And the number of merchant ships by by type in 2021 from what i'm just briefly reading is mm -hmm. uh, around 55,000 there you go 55,000 that's a day right 55 no 55,000 merchant ships oh. so now do whatever the math was for you know however many tons of fuel just, that yeah just saying made. that each one of those has 150 tons of fuel per day yep you said how many of them 355 55,000 
Jesus Christ. All right. <laughs> Hold on. Why is my num lock not on? <laughs> one, two, three, time, 150 tons. So that's 53, 53,250,000 tons a day, a day of fuel. And that's not including cruise ships. That's not including airplanes. That's not including private yachts. Jets. Yep. Yep. Cars, trucks, all that shit is not even included in that number. Yeah. And so like, what are we doing? What are we actually doing? Does yeah. Amazon and a new pair of Nikes that that serious? Is it more important to get that new thing at your doorstep or is it more important to stop what the fuck we're doing and have a discussion? And we have to do it as a people. Yeah. As a uh, learning, you know, enlightened people, we have to come together and, and you know, social media is not going to encourage it. Governments aren't going to encourage it. Corporations sure as fuck aren't going to encourage it. So humans themselves, they have to listen to podcasts like Cerebral Flex and hit the <laughs> like button and subscribe. No. no, but we have to fucking have the conversation. And that's the important part. And I don't hear many people talking about it. Again, they'd rather talk about, you know, if Chick-fil-A is serving gay people chicken. I don't know, man. It's just so many weird conversations happening right now. Like, Britney what is, what is Pelosi doing with her hands at the State of the Union? What yeah. is what is uh, Nicholas Scalessa or whatever his fucking name is, the black guy that faked a, a attack? Was yeah. the guy that what, I don't what, even know. I don't what care. Did, what did Elon Musk tweet the other day that's problematic? Right. Like, like people cares? are talking about some dumbass shit. Well, we got 53.3 million tons of gas consumed in just our fucking ships in the ocean. That's not even our cars or planes. Like, we yeah. got to wake up. Yep. So, yeah, I don't really see it happening. So I would say that, again, going back to my dark conclusion, the easiest conclusion to come to for all my life since I was 14. <laughs> if humans are this dumb and can't stop and have a conversation and create peaceful communities... And they need laws like children shouldn't work. <laughs> we, to be we're fair, so though, far behind. To be fair, though. All right. <laughs> I, I, I give this argument. To be fair, though, that law probably wasn't put in place so that parents weren't sending their kids off to work in factories. That law was probably put in place for the government to be like, hey, corporations, factories, you can't use two-year-olds to fucking throw coal into your furnaces. You can't do that. Um because I don't think the vast majority of people probably would want their kids. Like, I, I wouldn't want my kids to go work. Well, even going back to before corporations were big, like that book I read, Carusi, The Boys in Italy. Uh -huh. If you were a wealthy enough um, family, you could own a mine. And then you go to the poor families. And from the age of five, you can, like, if they don't have money to pay for their house or, yeah. you know, whatever, you say, it's fine. Give me your five-year-old. So, I mean... The slavery thing has been done before large corporations. It's mainly a wealthy asshole. Like I said, the bullies always take over and they yeah. do asshole things. Mm -hmm. And they pit the poor people in these corners where, well, you should have made better choices. Like, <laughs> like So maybe what we need to do. They were born into it, but, you know, they should have made better choices. This is a uh, high brain. This is a high brain solution. But maybe what we need to do is we need to figure out a test uh, that that. um that'll like kind of like signal us to like if you're a bully or not um and then and then through that we we neuter you so that you can't 
you can't do anything. That's the thing. Unless the 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 peaceful people, the ones that want a peaceful commune, that want to take care of the planet and have more nature based religions, the people that actually love the planet and love each other, mm-hmm. unless they get some darkness in them, get yes. people like myself to actually eradicate the bullies once we find them. Yeah. There's not going to be a solution. You have to get rid of them. Fuck neutering them. Yeah. Send them to the Alfred Clinic. <laughs> Man dog will be a sport. Hey, Whatever. <laughs> we can bring back lobotomies for the bullies. Make them real docile. <laughs> oh, like do that brain thing they did to Rick on that ship. Yep. I want cookies. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I just think that if the peaceful ones don't get some backbone and take the earth back. Yep. We're screwed. Well, it goes back to that episode where we were talking about, you know, cancel culture and stuff like that. And people like, if, if I agree with you 98% of the time, but then you say the word faggot, like you're automatically a bad person and I'll never work with you. Like you guys got to get over that. You have to, should people be saying that word? No. But if they agree with you 98% of the time and they don't mean it in a homophobic way at all, you know, as I don't think most people who use that word do mean it in a homophobic way, um, get the fuck over yourself. Because when they're lining you all up and you all virtue signaling about like, well, I was the most pure because I used the correct pronouns and I was never homophobic and blah, blah, blah. Like you're going to want the guy who could like hurl insults and stuff at people and shit post on your side to help you while you virtue signal. Otherwise you're, you're just going to get eaten alive by the crazy conservatives who want to destroy the world. That's, yeah. that's what's going to happen. So, I mean, it's hard to tell people who love. I don't know. I don't know. That's a hard one for me because if there's a hippie, that's all like, you know, we need to love the yeah. trees and plant and have gardens and love one another and have this and that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he says, except for those fucking niggers, because all they want to <laughs> do is smoke blunts and sag their pants and they're fucking idiots. I'd be like, oh, God, I don't I don't know there's if I can clear, ride with you. There's a clear difference between <laughs> racist and using using a, a, a slur. That I well, faggot is a slur. It is, it is, but I, I don't think that most people nowadays who use it mean it in like the homophobic way that it was meant. The last time I said it, I think I was playing Call of Duty, and this guy that was camping killed me like six times. And oh no! It came out of my mouth, and I'm like, what is wrong with me? Right. But it, it... <laughs> and again, all right, like, like even if he doesn't use it, but like he lets it slip out. Like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe maybe this guy is 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 the best guy ever. He hears the 98% of the time. And one day he gets really mad. He gets really mad at his video game. And he just lets that you fucking bang, just fly out of his mouth. Like, and you're like, oh, I can never work with you because you use the homophobic slur. Like, get the fuck over yourself. Please. I've met people like that. Yeah. I've met people that I'm like so aligned with. We agree yeah. on so much. And then yeah. I say one thing. Yeah. Well, like my eugenics, my eugenist philosophy of getting rid of most of the people on earth. They'll be like, ah, that's not, that's, that's eugenic. That's horrible. That's yes. I'm like, is it though? And then we'll have a, yeah, you're stupid. You don't, you're not nuanced. You're not thinking about all this. You're not thinking about all that. Well, I have actually. And my conclusion keeps coming back down to. (laughs) That's so sad because we've had that, we've had that discussion before and I've never once been like, I'll never talk to you again. I have had people that like literally canceled me. 
because I'm just like, yeah, I kind of fucking agree that you know, I mean, people should be the ones reproducing. I you mean, know? you left Facebook because you had a hot take on Britney Spears. So I left Facebook for so many reasons, and that was one of them. That like, was that was that was the nail in the coffin. You can't say anything. You can't say yeah. anything. Yeah. You know, and that's why we have this podcast. And if you if you want to hate us <laughs> in the comments, you can, but you will be deleted if you're a troll. But and, your hate, you know, your, leave your hate below if you yeah. wish. But go otherwise, ahead. tell us your solutions. Go ahead and clip us out of context saying the f word. Cancel right. us. You know. Yeah, they'll just have me saying nigger and you saying faggot and like <laughs> back to back like an MPC pad. Nigger, nigger, faggot, faggot, nigger, nigger, faggot, faggot. Yeah, that's what it's gonna do. <laughs> And then they'll put that little fast part I just did at the end. Yeah. I, I, I wish our trolls were that, uh, put that much time into trolling. Yeah. Love us more. Yeah. You asshole trolls. No. Yes. <laughs> but no, but, I, yeah, no I, I, I think what I've learned from this was I was surprised and also not surprised that rich people lie about poor people producing more emissions. <laughs> right. Well, my boss actually made a very good point. The poor okay. people are going to want to eradicate the rich, and the rich are going to want to eradicate the poor. And there's no way around that because the rich know that they can automate the poor. Yeah. And the poor, the poor have always known we don't need the rich. Right. <laughs> Fuck the rich. That's how you feel if you're yeah. poor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a very good point. That's actually yeah. very philosophical of him. Yeah. Oh little gold nuggets yeah every once in a while in the coal yeah. mind yeah the coal mind oh that was a freudian slip yeah anyway there, um, there might yeah. be some gold in the coal mine sometimes yeah sometimes usually it's just toxic nasty rubble and then sometimes yeah. you get a gem you're like oh yeah <laughs> you know coal turns into diamonds under enough pressure and friction that's so. right that's so. right so maybe if we squash all the toxic oh no <laughs> This is quickly derailed. Anyway, <laughs> um, I say uh, not not a fan of, of depopulation. And it kind of confirmed that the depopulationist theory is something more spouted by rich people to control the population. And I was kind of surprised that that was the conclusion that we came to. Because right. I was really when I when we looked into this, I was really going to be like, oh, no. Too many people, because you you've heard the things of like when Genghis Khan, you know, had his war over the earth. Like it, there's actual, or in, when the United States like killed all the Native Americans, there's there's actually global cooling because they killed so many people. Um, so I thought, you know, all right, well maybe that is like a really big mass contributor. But learning all of these things makes me go, oh, we just need to get rid of rich people's fun toys. <laughs> Here, I want to look up this number. I want to see exactly how what percentage of the world's resources are uh, consumed by the wealthy. Oh man, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, we're, we're gonna find out what people say. Uh, I don't. All right. I don't know that I want to know. Here's the first thing that popped up from ReliefWeb.int. I don't know if that is a credible source. Um, anyway, it says inequality in a constrained world says that overall, the wealthiest 20% of the world's population consume 80% of the resources, such as water and land. By contrast, the poorest 20% do not have enough to meet their needs. That kind of make makes sense when it comes to the land thing, though, because most of the rich people own most of the land. Exactly. And guess what? Those 20%, uh -huh. the poorest 20%, 
they only account for 1.3 percent of the global resource consumption so i think that right there is our answer yeah 80 percent of our resources are being gobbled up by 20 percent of the people on earth i yeah. say fuck that 20 percent. if we can have a nicer answer than kill 98 percent, there it is kill 20 percent. yeah all right i, I hey we come to an agreement. Kill the twenty percent, and then we go to a resource-based economy. Yeah, and we say fuck banks. Yeah, fuck corporations. Yeah, you know, innovators keep innovating, and you'll get a place in a magazine, and yeah. your face on TV, and, and you'll get we'll, you we'll, we'll make you a, a a medal. Well, no, instead of having Hollywood stars or uh, athletes be who's who's uh, popular or yeah. politicians, yeah. it'll be the innovators. Yeah, that create. We'll have statues of them. We'll have days in their name. You know, we'll name universities awesome. and libraries after them. Exactly, and then they can innovate like nuclear fission, and and we could you have small pick, small you, units. You can pick any major city. street in any major city in the world, and that street is now your name. Bam, ever right. And kids will learn about the innovators and not learn about asshole politicians and presidents that had slaves. Because fuck them. Mm. Yeah. We agree. We do. Yes. It's not See? it's not often we agree all the time on politics, but on this one, yes. It only took 57 minutes of conversation. We came to an agreement. <laughs> we came to an agreement. Kill the 20% that use the most resources. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, you can't convince them to stop, right? No, you can't. So yeah, they have to be eradicated. You know, and we're stuck in this rock and a hard place. Like I've had so many jobs and I've always had yeah. to work for other people. I've always wanted to work for myself, but I was an idiot and dropped out of college. So I don't get my own freedom. And what has it left me with? But an angry cynicism that makes me want that Mercedes Benz. It makes me want that penthouse in the sky far away from everyone else because I, I've been beaten down and used and exploited so long that i i just don't want to be around people anymore but that's not necessarily the answer that i truly crave you know my if a soul exists my soul probably craves the 80 percent left that can live in a communal way yeah because at, at the end of the day i'm more of a communo anarcho primitivist i just want people to love one another and not have to be guided by stupid laws that say children shouldn't work like we shouldn't need stupid fucking laws like that Everyone should go watch the Monty Python bit in uh, the Holy Grail where King Arthur comes up to the uh, the uh, guy playing in the mud. He's repressing me. Yes. Yeah. And we all need to be like that towards every rich person. <laughs> Come see this violence inherent in the system and just scream it out. And all the other people who love the earth will come running and will beat that person to death with the stick. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I'm your king. I didn't vote for you. You don't vote for kings. <laughs> <laughs> Some watery tot lobbing swords around gives you the right to be king. <laughs> Shut up. I love that movie. It's one of my favorite movies of all time uh me meaning of life was my best one but again like rick and morty i'm more for weird little clips than i am for a narrative for life the one with uh they have the the song about every sperm is sacred yeah that's the beginning uh, yeah with, with with the old people in the small skyscraper being yeah. uh pushed out by the new tech yeah. bigger skyscraper with the younger people and there's and like the scene with the teacher in the classroom like showing the kids how to like perform uh sex with no uh, no that is actually in a um 
a collection of skits. I forgot what that oh, one was. Called. Okay. Meeting a life has the um uh it's just a bunch Sam, of random bits. Sam and Moose. Yeah, it's just a bunch of random bits. Yeah. Yeah, it is, but it's more about the meaning of life. Yeah. Like the one you just said had the one with the dead parrot. Yeah. The blind kid who's bought and then God, what was meaning of life has uh the intermission with the fishy fishy fish guy. <laughs> <laughs> Monty Python is great. Yeah, it is. And the fat oh, guy that eats so much he explodes. He explodes. Just one more way for your thing meat. Ugh. That scene <laughs> always disturbed me. Yeah. That, that's the rich right there. Okay, just one more. <laughs> yes. True human nature. Yep. So I guess that's what we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna end it on. We're gonna end it on uh let's get rid of the 20% that um that consumes so much and go watch Miney Python movies. There you go. That's what you should do with your weekend, folks. Bam. That's our intelligent conclusion for today. <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed. We didn't really argue on this one. I thought we were going to disagree more, but we didn't. I'm, I'm completely sober. That might be the difference. Oh. I have a little more patience. Interesting. I don't know. I think I, I feel like when you're not sober, you have more patience sometimes. I guess it depends. Maybe. Depends on the mood. It depends know. on what's triggered you for the day. Yeah, I'm what? not too triggered by this one. I, I feel in my heart of hearts, people are never going to get their shit together and they're just going to run out and try to buy the new product and they don't. I, really I, I do. I do feel slightly that way as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go, go get your Big Mac or your freaking sushi and your new shoes or whatever else you're consuming today and have a glorious time. There's a new Starbucks popping up in Mundelein. <laughs> Is there? Yeah. Uh, yeah, more consumerism. Like, share, and subscribe. Be happy, depressed. I don't know. Take care of yourself, your mental well-being. It's hard. It's getting harder every day. I feel like that was a cry for help. It wasn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't be concerned. <laughs> Some therapist is watching this right now. Just like, oh my, yeah. <laughs> I hope my therapist doesn't watch this. Good God. Yeah, she'd be or he or she would be like, "There's a lot you're not telling me here." <laughs> he, he, he yeah. would. No, I tell him quite a bit. He's actually pretty. He's pretty dope. He's All from. Right. Uh, he's he's from. Uh, I don't know if he's from the Czech Republic. He's from the old Slavic land, so he has a lot of interesting insight on things. It's very honest. I appreciate that. Yeah, so, yeah. Therapy's good. Don't. Sometimes you need it. Yep. Yeah. I just wish it wasn't like $70 a session or whatever the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. But hey, we are a resource-based economy. That's what we've learned today. All, All right. right. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>